morning. Hey, there we are. Good morning, River of Life family. All of you who are joining us, we're glad that you're a part of today's service at the River of Life. I got a question for you. If you're watching us on Facebook, take your phone out. Take a picture of your family in the living room, in your bedroom, in your office, wherever you're at, and share it. So we'll get to see you. We'll all get to see each other. Let's start a family reunion with pictures, all of us worshiping together today, all service long. Why don't you do that? Welcome to the River of Life. We're glad that you're here. I want to tell you God's good. He's so good. He's been good. He's always going to be good because he's only good. So aren't you glad that you woke up this morning? You're not in bed. 90% of the people die in the bed. I'm so glad I'm not in the bed, but I'm up and I'm living for Jesus and I'm going to celebrate his goodness. Won't you join us? Let's celebrate the goodness of Jesus. Arise, oh God, and take your place. Let your kingdom be established in our hearts, in our lives, in our families because you're good and your goodness endures forever. Somebody say amen. Now make some room. Put your hands together. Let's bless the Lord and worship Him because He's good.
Say it out loud in your home. He's so good to me.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Your authority, your victory, God. Let it be, God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, Jesus. In earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you, God. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The hands lifted high, God. We adore you. We worship you, Jesus. Come establish your kingdom in our homes, in our hearts, God, in our communities. Let your kingdom be established, God. We see you, Jesus. We see you, Jesus. No one like you, Jesus. Come on, say, who is like you, Lord? Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Match this love and beauty. Match this love and beauty in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Say, who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Match his love and beauty. Match his love and beauty in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy.
Family, the Holy Spirit's filling your rooms this morning. The atmosphere in your home is shifting. It's changing today. The presence of God is dwelling among you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we speak life into every home right now. Your presence is heaven, yeah. Your presence.
chastisement of our peace was upon you and with your stripes God we are healed you confirm your word Lord when it says that you sent your word 
to heal them. And we send out the word of God over the airways right now, over this video right now in the name of Jesus. Whether you're watching live or you're watching two months from now, the same power that heals in this very moment is the same power that heals moving forward. We declare healing and life in your body. We declare that the breath of God is filling your lungs, that your cells, your blood cells are full of oxygen, that you are full of life, and that every part of your, your body is responding to the oxygen of Jesus right now. Genesis chapter 2. And God breathed into man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Ezekiel, in the valley of dry bones, and their bodies were filled with the breath of God, and they rose up and they walked, and they became a great army. We speak life into you right now in the name of Jesus. What seems like an eternity of pain and sorrow and hurt and discomfort in your body is only leading you towards Jesus and healing right now. In Jesus' name. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed us yet. Come on, sing this with us. You know it. Waiting for change to come. Knowing the battles won. For you have never failed us yet. Come on. Sing this in faith right now. Your promise still stands. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. We're still in your hands. Still in your hands. This is our confidence. This is my confidence. You never failed me Say, I know the night won't last. Come on, you know it. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. Your word will come to pass. My heart still sings your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Yeah. Jesus, you're still enough.
Tell somebody about it. Testify about it. In this very moment, write it in the comments. Tell somebody what God has done for you. I believe some of you were healed. Some of you felt set free. Some of you felt a discomfort leave your body. Come on, testify about that right now in the comments. Tell us about the goodness of the Lord. Tell us about how God has done something great for you today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Bless you, Jesus. Everything I've ever needed, I found in him. <laughs> Used to sing a song like that. O'er rocks and mountains, through darkness or light, everything I ever needed, I find it in you, Jesus. And I know we're all in this pandemic together. Some of us are lonely. You haven't had a visitor. Maybe you're in housing and nobody can come see you. Gosh. But today, let the peace and the presence of the Lord saturate you. Let it strengthen you. And I promise you, you're not alone. We still care. We love you. We're praying for you. And our hearts are with you. And even though we're separated by space, our spirits are together in one accord, praising the name of our Jesus. Amen? And lifting him high. Well, if you're a guest at the river, thank you for joining us. Send us an email. Send us a note to say, hey, it was my first time and I liked it. Or if you didn't like it, you can say that too. If you're a member at the river, post a picture. Take a picture of your family right now, wherever you're at, however you're worshiping, wherever you're watching, living room, bedroom, office, driving in your car, wherever you are, and post it right there. If you're on Facebook, in the comments, just put a picture of your family, how you're worshiping. We'll all get to see each other's pictures of how we're worshiping together. You know, we could be in one mind, in one accord, regardless of where we're at. And the work of the kingdom of God continues to go on. Tell your neighbor, it goes on. If you're by yourself, tell the picture on the wall, his kingdom goes on. And we're still following his principles that he's commanded us to do. You know, the early church, I don't know that they got together in a building like we get together anyway. But they were still in house to house. Yeah. And they were in one mind and one accord. And today I want to challenge us again with our giving so that the kingdom of God can be established in your life. You become faithful in his principles. He rewards you. And it allows the kingdom of God to be established in this place, in this storehouse that we can continue to do what we're doing right now today, bringing us all together in his presence and leading us to the throne of glory again. Amen. So if you're home, click on Facebook, click the giving button, or if you're on the website, 
riveroflifeaz.com. You can click the giving button. You can fill out the information and be a part of the offering right now. Also, I want to let you know that if you want to watch on YouTube, my house, we get YouTube on our big TV, the big one. And so my kids are gathered around the big TV watching this live streaming on YouTube. And you'll find that at River of Life AZ, River of Life AZ on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. You'll always be able to tune in. Some folks say it's a better experience than Facebook. I don't know. I don't watch it on Facebook, so it's good for me. Why don't you join us, whether you're watching it on the website, YouTube, Facebook, however it is, just like it, share it, invite somebody else. Maybe we can't go into all the world right now because we've got to stay six feet away from everybody, but you can share what you're doing right now. And you've all got a lot of friends and family that would like to know what you're doing. Share River of Life with them right now and let them be a part of it. God bless you. We love you. There's exciting things coming up. This week is a great week. Don't forget all those things, and Ron will tell you some about some more about some of those good things. Pastor Brian's got lots of good stuff. We love you. We're praying for you. I see all your faces in the seats. I wish you were here, and one day we'll all be together again. Amen. God bless you, River of Life family. We love you. River of Life family, I just want to let you know that this coming Wednesday is our first Wednesday of the month, and at 715 we're going to be doing a live Zoom prayer and worship time together for about 45 minutes this time. We're trying it a little bit differently this time. If you are interested in receiving the link to participate in this week's worship and prayer, leave a comment in today's uh, service stream, and we will make sure that we follow through with that so that you get the link for this week's prayer and worship service. We're going to continue on in our desire to seek the Lord in worship and in prayer, just like we always have every month. This month it'll be a little bit different, but it, we're still going to be together. Amen? We love you. Join us this Wednesday, 7.15 p.m. for all church prayer and worship. Also want to remind you, Tiffany and I will be leading our weekly Bible study at 6 p.m. this Wednesday, right from here in the River of Life Sanctuary. Be a part of it. Tap in to, to uh, our, our live stream Bible study and come and learn from the Word of God about uh, everything that's going on in life right now. Amen? We love you, River family. Good morning. I'm excited today. I have, I'm on a mission. Before I get going here, Penny has something that she would like to share. I just, I just wanted to say thank you to all of our teachers. I know coming up is a Teacher Appreciation Week. So teachers, they inspire curiosity and a lifelong love of learning. They help boost confidence through the mix of motivation and instruction. They serve as mediators, supportive listeners, and all-around problem solvers. And now they are doing it remotely, as schools across the nation have been closed during the pandemic. National Teacher Appreciation Week is May 4th through the 9th, and it is a chance to thank our educators for all they do to ensure that students succeed in school and in life. Whether you're a parent who's doing homeschooling now or a professor at a university, we at the River of Life just wanted to say thank you for all you do and how you enrich our lives. Amen. Thank you. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that we're already in May, isn't it? And it's the first Sunday of May, which makes it Mission Sunday. So normally... 
we take a missions offering and and uh, we always have enough to cover our our obligations around the world so in the in the different modes that Doug explained about giving if you would like to give a missions offering just if you would put it in, in your memo or your note or attachment for missions that would be great and I want to thank you for your faithfulness we the River of Life staff the River of Life family all of us are very thankful for your faithfulness that you are keeping the lights on keeping our rent paid we're still getting our our checks and I really thank you for that we were so concerned as I'm sure thousands of churches around the the world have been but I want to say to the River of Life family thank you thank you thank you for your faithfulness for for taking care of the house of God and and uh, really appreciate that so if you, if you have uh, if, if, if God lays anything on your heart this week to give to missions, just as you send it, just put in the tag in the memo, just put that it's for missions, okay? So as you know, Penny says that I attract crazy. I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's true. I don't know. But I, I, I do look for an adventure. And I had a, a beautiful adventure yesterday that was so simple but yet so profound that I, I want to share with you. And we got to get a couple of things because we're just, uh, I don't know, my mom asked, how, how was your day yesterday? And, and someone else asked me, I said, it was gluttonous, and meaning that we ate well all day long, three huge meals, and it was just, it was great. So we were at the grocery store picking up a few things. So I ran over to the Starbucks, and, and you know, right now, there's just so many rules. There's just so many rules everywhere you go, every, every place you go, and the grocery store that we went in, you can only go in one door and you can't go out that same door and then there are actually taped arrows that you have to go down the aisles in a specific direction and and all that it's just a lot of rules and i act like i didn't see the tape and i kind of went upstream and a little bit rebellious in that someone said hmm <laughs> it was just tape so i'm at starbucks get the tea get a glass of water and I start to pay, I hand, hand the girl some money, and, and uh, I notice there's a, a man behind me, probably not quite as old as me, it's an average looking gray-haired man, and I said, and get his too, whatever it is. He goes, oh no, yeah, don't do that. And I said, no, I want to. He goes, no, I don't like re receiving, I like to be on the other end of giving. And I said, well, if you don't allow people like us that want to give the opportunity to give, then you take away the blessing of the, that of the person that's giving, and then you take away that blessing, and it, then it's only those that that receive. But just let me do this for you. And he ordered one of those big foo-foo drinks that have like chocolate chips and Oreos and Heath bars and foam and double blended and whipped cream and all that. And uh, I said, "There you go, man. H have a great day." And he goes, "You know what?" He goes, "Things like this almost make me believe." in a higher power. I felt the Holy Spirit kick in. I said, what? He goes, things like this, when people do things like this, it makes me almost consider there is an existence of a higher power. And I said, well, let me just tell you, I've met him. I'm still getting to know him, but he's amazing. And then he kind of, you know, backed up a little bit and, and, uh, and I, 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 I forgot, let's see what he said. Oh, he looked at me and he said this. He goes, well, there's got to be something holding us all together. And I said, yep, 
that's him. He's holding us all together. And so I'm getting ready to go, and I thought, oh, I'm not quite done yet. Let's just throw, let's just plant a couple more seeds. And I said, look, sir, when I look at you and I look at the two girls behind the counter here at Starbucks and I look at myself, I know without doubt that not one of us four climbed out of a slime pool. And he looked at me and smiled. I just kind of pointed upward and walked away. And it was such a reminder We've been talking about this, you guys, for a long, long time. Before this all started, we are to be the church, not just have church, but it's really more important how we conduct ourselves outside of this building than it is how we are for an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning, especially when there are just about 12 of us here total anyway, and the, and the rest of us, we're, we're all over the place. So just remember that. Be kind. Be kind and, and, and be giving and, and smile, encourage people and, and do things for people because you never know. Just remember, we're kingdom people and you're, and you're planting seed always. I wanted to share something with you before I start. I am on such a mission and this, this lines up with, with what I want to share today. And, and I know that we're all, we're all so different and we're all, we handle things differently we go through through things differently, and I, I so appreciate, I heard just, I think it was about three weeks ago, I was listening to Stephen Furtick, and he was talking about how we're all in the same storm, but we're experiencing it differently, and that's so true. It's so true. We're all experiencing the same storm differently, and a, a dear sister, Julie, who used to be with us for a long time, Julie Jones, she's part of the river and part of our our prayer team and we've done some mission work out of the country and she's amazing so Julie thank you for sending this I don't know was it on Facebook I'm, I'm still remember I'm still finding my way around technology and that but but Penny told me about it and then I read it and I just think that it's really worth sharing because I think it will speak to I hope that it speaks to each one of us wherever we are so this is what she put after reading some pretty harsh comments on a local Facebook group arguing over reopening or completely shutting down for another two weeks someone in their right mind wrote this and in my short existence on Facebook now I know what you guys are talking about because it seems to be an outlet for is there a question that says what's on your mind something like that well I guess that's an invitation to say whatever's on your mind but as believers and as people who want to represent Jesus, I feel like we should pray. I don't feel. We should pray, have the Holy Spirit filter what's on our mind before we take it public. Good job, Brian. Good job. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We really should. If we, if we want to be a voice of influence, if there is ever a time that people need a word of kindness and encouragement and hope and value, we're living in it right now. And so we have an opportunity to use these different areas of technology to actually be a voice that we could reach people differently than just in our local vicinity, right? So I love this that she wrote. Someone in their right mind wrote this. Don't know who wrote it, but it's spot on. Listen and see what you think. Perspective. We are not all in the same boat. I heard someone say that we're in the same boat, but that's not true. We are all in the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. Your ship could have been shipwrecked and mine might not be, or vice versa. For some, quarantine is optimal, 
a moment of reflection, of reconnection, easy in flip-flops with a cocktail or coffee. For others, this is a desperate financial and family crisis. For some that live alone, they're facing endless loneliness. While for others, it's a time of peace, rest, and time with their mother, their father, their husband, their wife, their sons, and their daughters. With the $600 weekly increase in unemployment, some are bringing in more money to their households than they were when they were working. Others are working more hours for less money due to the pay cuts or the loss of sales. Some families of four just received $3,400 from the stimulus, while other fam families of four have received nothing. Some were concerned about getting a certain candy for Easter, while others were concerned if there would be enough bread, milk, and eggs for the weekend. Some want to go back to work because they don't qualify for unemployment and they're running out of money. Others want to kill those who break the quarantine. Some are spending, some are home spending two to three hours a day helping their child with online schooling, while others are spending two to three hours a day to educate their children on top of a 10 to 12 hour workday. Some have experienced the near death of the virus. Some have already lost someone that they loved from it, and some are not sure if their loved ones are going to make it through, and others don't even think this is a, bi this is a big deal. Some have faith in God and expect miracles this 2020. Others say the worst is yet to come. So friends, we are not all in the same boat. We are going through a time when our perceptions and our needs are completely different. Each one of us will emerge in our own way from the storm. It is very important to see beyond what is seen at first glance. Not just looking, but actually seeing. We are all on different ships during this storm experiencing a very different journey. Let's all realize that and be kind to each other. Isn't that profound? I, I think that this should be shared. However, you can share this with those that you care about. Share this so we can remember that we're all experiencing this storm differently. Yeah, we're in the same storm. But some people, it's a whole lot worse for than it is for some of us. Some of us, it's just kind of an inconvenience and, and a bunch of rules that maybe we have to follow and, and some longings to wonder when will things change and come back like it was. It may never come back like it was. But others are suffering right now. Let's be kind about that. Let's, let's, let's not be judgmental. And I see people when they go to the store, there are those who are wearing a mask and those who aren't wearing a mask and they look at each Don't judge that way. Love people where they are. And also remember this. This isn't just about you. This isn't just about me. This is about us. This is about humanity. This is about what can we contribute to make this better than it is. Will you do that with me? And the scripture that I want to share with you, and I am on a mission. This is part of it today. This is found in Hebrews 6, 19. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. 
a safe and steadfast hope that causes us to enter in to the veil of the heavenly temple. That is the most high dwelling place where the presence of God dwells. His presence is heaven to me. Father, right now, I speak over everyone that's under the sound of my voice, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will do what only he can do. You see where every individual is. You see those that are struggling with loneliness. You see that those that are struggling to have enough to eat. You see those that are struggling with anxiety. You see those that are under financial pressure. You see those that are trying to help bear up the burden of other people within their family. Help them, God. Assist them and help us to anchor in to the hope of our soul. Knowing that the hope of God does not crumble or turn loose during pressure, no matter what that is. So be encouraged. Let the hope of Jesus Christ fill your life right now. And remember, children of God, it's not always going to be like this. It came to pass. And yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm not going to fear any evil because you're with me. So I thank you, God, right now for the hope that you're putting in the minds, the spirits, the hearts of your people in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. So I'm on a mission today, and that, that mission is I am asking the Holy Ghost to fill you, you individually, your family, your life with hope that you've not experienced for a while. Is that all right? That you would be filled with hope. We talked about it last week, Jacinda and I. Jacinda, thank you so much for being a part of, of the ministry time last, last week at the river. You, you were amazing and a great communicator, and I believe that you helped a whole lot of people, so thank you for that. I know you're watching right now, and, and God bless you for who you are in the Lord right now. But I want to I want to pick this up and a quick review and, and talk about hope. Uh, uh, something that, that uh, I don't know, but have you ever felt hopeless? Have you ever thought, I give, I'm done, I'm down for the count, it's over, I can't go on, I can't figure it out, I don't have enough money, it looks hopeless, you know that hopelessness is one of the, the number one causes for people to take their life because they feel hopeless. And when you feel hopeless, you, you give in to whatever it may be. But I want to tell you today that no matter what it is and what you're facing, even in separation from this life into the next, we are filled with hope. We have hope beyond this life. And, and here's something that, that I, we don't talk about a lot, but it's appointed unto man once to die. But after that, we continue with eternal life in the presence of God. So even when we check out of here, and I'm not wishing that right now for me or for you, but when the time comes and I take my last breath on this side and I wake up on the other it's not over. That hope continues. That's, that's the hope of the gospel, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. That's the hope that continues. So yes, yes. Are things hard? Yes, things are hard. I'm not minimizing that at all. Things are terrible for some people right now. But God remains the same. So our focus is on him and the hope that he gives. 
Because even when it looks like it's hopeless, it is an opportunity for God to show up who is our hope and show us that we can make it through whatever this may be to get to the other side. How do I know? Because we've already come this far. Some of us have already endured and overcome some things that were worse personally than this. Happy birthday, Caroline. Here you are. They weren't for sure you were going to make it through, and here you are celebrating your birthday cancer-free. God bless you for that. You're not just a statistic. That gives me hope. When I'm praying for people, I'm going to remember your testimony. I saw your picture. I saw your hair growing back in, girl. I saw you celebrating your birthday this week. God bless you for that. When I saw you and I read about you and celebrated your birthday with you, it gave me hope. It fed me because of the testimony of your life personally. And if God can do it for you, he can do it for anybody. So thank you, Caroline, for feeding my hope this week. And happy birthday to you. You're beautiful, and I, I love you and our family so much, and I can't wait till we can all get back together. But until then, I'm going to hope on. You know what? I made up my mind this week that I feel like something, something, it seems like what was normal for us may never be the same normal again, whatever that looked like with everything. But I made up my mind whatever the normal is of the next season and the continuing of this season, I am going to be grateful that I'm going to be grateful and give God honor in the midst of whatever it is. Why? Because there's no one else to go to than him. He's the greatest source. So hope. It's the belief that things will work out, especially when it seems otherwise. Do we feel like that right now? It, the hope is it's going to work out even though it doesn't seem like it's going to. It helps you stay calm and peaceful when things aren't going the best or like you expected. And hope believes that you're going to get through it. Say that with me wherever you are today. Say, I, I'm going to get through it. With the strength of Jesus, come on, with the strength of Jesus, the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to get through it. Amen. You just prophesied to yourself. Like David encouraged himself in the Lord. I believe that, and I believe that for you. This is not just positive thinking. This is the word of God. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. Amen. Hope believes you're going to get through it. Hope remembers the time you made it through. We sing it all the time. As I look back over my life, I can see how your hand was guiding me. Thank you, Eddie. Even though I've done wrong, you never left me alone, but you forgave me, and you just kept on blessing. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercies that I am not consumed. Because their compassions, your compassions fell not, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. So, the, so remembering what we've already been through should increase our hope. Let me just get real for a minute. Not all of us were raised up sitting in a sanctified church on the front row speaking in tongues. We got a history. And then some of us who were raised up in the front row speaking in tongues still got a history. We spoke in tongues on Sunday, but there was Friday and Saturday. Hey, somebody say there was a Monday through Saturday, and then there was Sunday night all night long. 
So what I'm saying is we all have a history and we all have some places in our lives when we thought we might not make it through. I remember sometimes when I thought the breath was knocked out of me and I couldn't go on, but I got through it through the strength and the power of the Lord in my weakness he made me strong and that encourages me to know I can get through this why because I've got a history with the hope of Jesus and my hope in him has kept me all this time and I know will keep me going he's not a man that he can lie he's not going to bring us so far and kick us to the curb he didn't bring us this far to leave us Somebody wrote that song. He didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. Amen. Hallelujah. How I got over by the power of Jesus is how we got over. So hope remembers the times when you made it through. I love this. Hope teams with faith and believes the impossible. They're partners, aren't they? Remember we read in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things, hoped for the evidence of things not seen and I know that in, in each one of us right now we are hoping for some things that we don't see in the natural right we've got some things that we're hoping for that we don't yet see in the natural but we're people of faith and we see beyond what we see hallelujah so hope causes us to remember how we got through it causes us to remember and also teams with faith and believes the impossible and hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a thing to happen for the best. Wishing for the best. Hope is anticipating something good to come into your future. And here's something. You don't have to hope for something that you already have. That's, 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 that's something, isn't it? We don't have to hope for something that we've already got. And do you know, can I just push you a little bit, that so many things that we're hoping for, we already do have? Did you know that the kingdom of God is within you? Did you know that the righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Ghost is within you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Did you know that the power that worketh within you is already there? And often we're trying to be out gathering things and find this and go to that conference and get some of that and listen to this tape and that CD and get this version of the Bible and get this, get this, uh, uh, how you say, uh, syllabus and follow this, the 14 steps to spiritual success. We're just trying to get all the stuff on the outside and the whole time it's on the inside. Do you know that God has equipped each one of us with this amazing toolbox? This amazing toolbox that has everything. He, he said, I've given you all things that pertain to eternal life. And within that toolbox, whatever it is that we need to get through and to be successful spiritually, it's already there. We just need to discover it and learn how to use it. So why don't we, why don't we look on the inside and realize that so many of the things that we're hoping for, God's already blessed us with. All right? And be thankful for it. And until you really see how to use it and, and you discover it, be grateful. Even in the midst of you learning, be grateful and, and, and bless God for, for him equipping us with everything that we need. So it is that we anticipate something good in the future, but we don't really need to hope for something that we already have. It's commonly used to mean wish, and the strength of that wish is in the strength of the person's desire. For, for an example of that, if someone says, I hope to lose 20 pounds, 
Well, the strength of their hope would be the action that they put into that hope to bring it about into their life. Because if you sit back eating 20 bags of ding-dongs all day long and Twinkies and 14 fried chickens and driving through Dairy Queen for a blizzard and such, with the, but I'm hoping, hoping to lose 20 pounds. But the strength of that hope is putting some action to what you're hoping for. Right? So, so th th when we think about that, when we say that we've got hope in something like, like, oh, I hope I can be a good friend, but I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not going to text anybody. I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything, but I sure hope I can be a good friend. I hope I can just be, I just want to be a blessing. I just hope I'm a blessing. Well, if you're going to be a blessing, then be a blessing already. If you hope to be kind, then be kind. If, if you hope to be a good friend, then sow some good seed into being friends. He that has friends has to show himself friendly. But I can't just sit back for the 20 or 30 or 40 years that I have left, caught myself, and, and just say, oh, I'm going to have a lot of friends. I'm going to be surrounded by a lot of friends. And I don't sow and, and I don't call anybody. I don't check on anybody. But I say, oh, I'm good. I, I just hope, I hope that I'm not by myself when I leave. Well, then do something about it right and so the strength of our own personal hope often is in the strength of the person who's wishing but there's a deeper meaning than that as a believer our hope is in the confident expectation of what God has promised as a believer our hope is in the confident expectation of what God has promised and his strength is in his faithfulness. It's strength it's in his faithfulness. The, the hope that we have in God is what he's promised and the strength of that hope is found in God's faithfulness. Amen. Speaking of hope and faithfulness, I've got a couple of witnesses that I would like to bring to the stand right now to share a couple things with you. And every time I look at these two characters, I get so blessed. And, and sometimes it, 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 it'll make, it will make me laugh and it makes me see things differently, look at things differently. And I'd like to, if we could just spend a couple minutes here talking and listening to the thoughts of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. Turn with me, please, to Romans 15. Romans 15. No, I'm going to back up first. Romans 4. Go with me to Romans 4. I'm going to start there. Romans 4 and 16. And, and something that I'd like for us to see is that our hope and our trust in God and our obedience to him and his word doesn't just affect us doesn't just affect us when God calls us to do something and God calls us to be something and God puts a promise in our life and we respond with hope and we follow that up with with action because faith without works is dead and, and that <clears throat> and we go after that it is going to affect not just us but those around it our children and our children's children I expect that as I serve, I, I believe God. He told me a couple years ago, I was going through some stuff with our kids and, and feeling kind of helpless with, with our kids and our grandsons. And, and I was just feeling like, God, you know, one's on the East Coast and one's on the West Coast. And 
we're in the desert and we're so separated and and I really feel like God said if you take care of my children I'll take care of yours so I re remember that and I remind God of that that as I'm faithful in doing what God's called me to do here in Phoenix Arizona that God doesn't have grandchildren he has children and my children and my children's children are first of all God's children and in my obedience to God's plan for my life in me saying yes to him and meaning it in my faithfulness to the kingdom of God it is going to affect eternally Lauren and Elizabeth and Colby and Cristiano and the people that they are around they are going to be influenced and affected and blessed because their mother and their father are obedient to the plan of God in our lives. I believe that with everything I've got. I would think it would be really sad that I could minister and help others and my own family not be touched. But I believe that in my in our obedience, in my and Penny's obedience to the plan of God in our life, that it's going to affect our children and our children's children. Let's look at Abraham in Romans 4.16. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sh sure to all the seed. Look at that. The promise is to whom? To all the seed. Not to, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, the Lord says, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. And against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shalt thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Are you seeing some things? Are you seeing some things that make you almost smile just for a little bit? Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. She's around 90. Let's not be real spiritual right now, okay? Let's look at some things from a practical standpoint. Brother man's about a hundred and his wife's about 90. And they're what we would say. Someone this week told me that their daughter, she's 36, and she's considered a geriatric mater, um, um, in a, a maternity. How would you say? She's a geriatric mother to be, 36 years old. We'll multiply that about three. But what category would you? I don't know. But look at verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I believe in this season that one of the most important keys to establishing and reestablishing hope and faith in our lives is giving God glory and being grateful. Because Abraham could have taken another way. He's like, God, you promised this, and look at me now. Look at me. I'm 100 years old, and you've seen Sarah? Her womb is dead. She's 90. You promised, God, look at you, you. You waited too late. 
But no, he didn't, he didn't say that. In verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Let's read this same scripture from the Amplified. This is Romans 4, and we'll start in verse 16. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Remember, you guys, the scripture that says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember that? Well, let's not think of that as a religious mandate and legalistic approach. Let's, let's look at it as trusting God and look at him as the father and knowing that regardless of when he says something, he's not a man that he can lie. And when God makes you a promise, even though you may not see it for a while, it has nothing to do with it coming to pass. The hard part often from the time he makes a promise is the space between the promise he gives and then seeing it happen. And it's so easy in that space to kind of give up and lose hope and think, God, I thought I heard you say, I, th I really felt like you said something to me. But in that time, don't stagger. Don't, 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 don't uh, reason it away and, and throw it out and give up hope. In that season, the most important thing you're going to do is trust God and glorify him and call him faithful. Through it all, through in the middle of it, when actually it looks impossible, give God glory anyway. Give him glory anyway. All right. So look at this. Outcome of faith, and it depends entirely on faith, in order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor, to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants. Do you see that Abraham's faithfulness and his hope is affecting us personally right now? Did you know that? That he's he's known as that we are known as, as Abraham's children and descendants, not only to the de devotees and adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. As it is written. The Lord says, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God whom he believed. This God who gives life to the dead. And he speaks of non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. I'm going to stop for a minute. The promises that God has spoken over your life, that you have attached the word of God and, and known that is a promise of God in your life, he sees it as though it's already in existence. He calls things that aren't as though they are. We have that instant mentality. We want to microwave everything. And there are some things in the kingdom of God that you cannot microwave. It takes time to develop that. It takes time for, remember, there's something about God that he doesn't exist in time like we do. He, he doesn't wear a Rolex or a Timex or any other kind of X. He doesn't wear it because he's outside of time. He, only, he steps in time sometimes so we can kind of know what time it is. I mean, he gave us the sun so we know when to get up. 
and the sun just sets so we know when to go to bed and the moon to the lesser light to help us know what season it is but he doesn't need that because he just is he is the I am which was and is and is to come when, when, when Moses said well who shall I say sent me just tell them I am that I am and so in that thing beloved beloved that's, that's really King James isn't it beloveds regardless of your age regardless of where you are and what your struggles are and what your what, what, what you may have felt like your hope is over your hope is not over you're still here. You're still breathing. You, you still got the Spirit of God making and standing with this promise that he's promised you. Don't give up hope. Speak to it. Even when you don't see it, speak to it anyway. Be, have that creator, that, that, the, that the voice of the creator inside of you that speaks to that thing and calls those things that aren't as though they already exist. Speak resurrection to dead places, to places where you've given up. And maybe you, maybe you feel like, like Sarah, like you're just barren. It's over and, and it's too late. I'm too far along. It's not going to happen. No, the devil is a lie. That time element has nothing to do with the promise of God. Sometimes I believe that God allows us to wait and go through a season so he gets the glory for it. Because sometimes if we were to get, like we get a promise, like we're down at the altar, we're seeking God, you know, like we do when we're, when, we're, when we're early on in the Lord, we're at the altar, we're like, oh God, I'll do anything for you, God. I'll go anywhere, I'll say anything, I'll sing anywhere. And then we get up, we forget about that. And then we went, okay, I want it right now. Name it and claim it. Got it from the altar, prayed five minutes ago. God, why haven't you done it yet? I'm already at my car and I'm still the same. Why, why hasn't it changed? And God's saying, I've got to develop something in you so you can handle what I'm going to give you. And I feel like that that's one thing that God has been doing in the church and in us individually. He's been preparing us so we can handle the promise that he's going to put within our lives. There are some things that I expect from God in my life at this present time and in my near future that I maybe couldn't have handled about 20 years ago. But I'm a different person now. And I've been through some things, and my hope has grown. My obedience has grown. My faith has grown in God, and I'm more established. And I'm expecting to see some things that God promised me when I lived in Oklahoma 30-something years ago. I know I heard from God, and I expected to see, and it still hasn't happened. But that does not do away with the fact that God is going to come through and give us the promises that he made. Yeah, I'm standing on it. I expect it. I don't see it. I don't know how it's going to happen. It looks impossible. But so did it look impossible to Abraham and Sarah. And he staggered not. He said, yeah, I'm old. I'm about 100. She's about 90. Her womb's dead. I'm good as dead. But you know what? We're going to have a baby. Oh, come on, Abraham. Boy, you bumped your head. You've been in the desert. You fell off your camel. Something's going on. No, it doesn't matter. Let me speak to this with you. Don't listen to outside influences that would try to do away and speak away the promises of God in your life. He that promised is faithful to complete the promise and the prophetic word over your life. Let's talk to Abraham just a little bit more. For Abraham, verse 18, human reason for hope being gone, right? It was over. His, what he had hoped for it was too late, but he hoped in faith anyway. He against hope hoped that he should become the father of nations as 
he had been promised. Say that with me. As he had been promised. Say, as I have been promised. As I have been promised. God, right now, I speak to the, the family of God who are listening right now that you would remind them of the promises that you've made. And let us, let us hold on with hope. Let it be the anchor of our soul that we, even in pressure, will not let go of the promise, God. We will not let go of that promise, even though we've not seen it and it looks impossible. We say that you are faithful and you're going to bring it about in Jesus' name. So look this. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead. Now that's not real promising, is it? When you're trying to have a kid and you and your wife, you and your husband, your body's just dead past age of childbearing he's about as good as dead being about 100 years old and when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb but look at this in verse 20 no unbelief or distrust made him waver he had no doubting, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God but he grew strong and was empowered by faith. Look at this, church. As he gave praise and glory to God. I believe that as we give God praise and we give God glory, that our promises come back to life. And even those barren places that look like can never, it's never going to happen. It's too late. I've waited too long. But we stagger not, and as we give God praise, and as we call him faithful, even sometimes with, with some of our situations, even in the midst, I have learned that even in the midst of something I'm going through, I still say that God is faithful. We don't wait until we see how it comes out to proclaim God's character. God's character is the same before I get in it, as I'm going through it, and when I get on the, uh, the other side, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he doesn't change. But he proves himself to me, and I prove myself to him when I adhere and I hold on to the promise of God without staggering, when it seems impossible. No belief or distrust made, distrust made him waver or question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. 21 fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do what he had promised and to do what he had promised we know the story we know that and I, and I could get very I could paint some pictures right now and I could, I could throw out some scenarios right now and but I'm not going to but if you'd like to, you can email me or you can text me or call me and we can talk about that. But we do know that faith without works is dead. And we do know that, that, that um, there's been one immaculate conception and that was with the mother of Jesus. I believe without doubt that Abraham, even though he considered himself not able and he considered Sarah dead. I believe that he showed up and was a husband and ready to have a child 
and put some some works and some action to his faith and Sarah got pregnant I believe it and so do you remember his name Isaac he causes me to laugh and every time Abraham and Sarah looked at that promise they were reminded God is faithful that in the time when we couldn't we did and when the time when we could not have had this happen it happened anyway Romans 15 and 13 in closing today says this Romans 15 and 13 now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My scripture of the day this past Friday was found in Exodus 23 and 25, and I want to share it with you. I think it's important that you post this somewhere, that you put this in your phone, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your mirror, in, in the wherever you spend time, and, and keep this before you because I believe this is a promise from the Word of God. Exodus 23 and 25. Worship the Lord your God, and His blessing will be on your food and water, and I will take away sickness from among you. Worship the Lord your God, and His blessing will be upon your food and water, and I will take away sickness from among you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time, not for everything that's going on, but for what's going on in the midst of everything that's going on. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, you're so aware of the needs of your people around the world and what every individual needs, and you're able to bring that to them, and we ask for that. We speak to those places that look dead, that look hopeless, and we proclaim that God is not a man that he can lie. And even though it looks impossible, it's a great opportunity for God to prove how powerful he is. And we as your people, Lord, we covenant to worship you. We covenant to proclaim you're faithful. We say to you and to each other, great is our Lord and greatly to be praised. We say that you're faithful from the beginning all the way through, God. You will only find me speaking well of you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, which means whenever I speak about God, it's going to be good. Whenever I talk about the character of the Father, it's going to be great. Whenever I talk about the faithfulness of our Savior, it's going to be with appreciation and an attitude of gratitude. You are amazing. And I am standing upon this promise that you gave us in Exodus that as we worship the Lord, our God, that your blessing will be upon our food and upon our water, and you will take away disease from among us. God, nothing across this planet is too great for you. And what an amazing opportunity 
for you to show up and send something, God, a sign that would only bring glory to you, God, that no man could take credit for it because they see it past the ability of humanity. So, Father, I ask you for your mercy. I ask you for your grace. And I hope in you to bring the answer. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. God, we stand upon your word and we proclaim that you are faithful and every promise that you've made to us, you're going to bring it to pass in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen, amen. Have a blessed week. Join us six o'clock for Bible study. Find out the information if you'd like to be a part of our Zoom All Church Prayer. You guys be blessed. Remember to focus on God. Be kind to one another. Sow some kingdom seed. And let's see some people born into the kingdom of God. And let's see you grow and just become a man and woman of God. Just a, a, a spiritual giant in the kingdom of God because of your hope being in him. Amen. God bless you.